always on nights like this, we try and, you know, communicate in a way that, that you know, uh, reflects that a lot of you have different backgrounds. And so we, I believe totally that you can belong here even before you believe in what I'm going to talk about. But I'm going to talk out of the Bible here. Obviously, I'm approaching this from like, you know, a Christian uh, perspective. But when you look at Christianity versus different religions, the question is, is this, that, and some of you have asked this, but how do you decide? Like, how do you really decide? And what is going to determine uh, what you're going to go after in your life? Every single one of us, regardless if you're religious, you're not religious, you're going after something. Something is, is, that has captivated you, you are moving towards it and pursuing it, okay? So we, w- that's all of us. Um, when we talk about religions tonight, I'm not going to go through and unpack all the religions, okay? Because there's hundreds of them, right? So we're not going to do that. If you were like, man, I wanted to talk about all the religions, well... Get a book, okay? Um, read it. But there, there's hundreds of them. But what I'm going to do is, is hopefully bring to light some distinctions so that you can look at those things so that you can understand and, uh, and hopefully give you a voice. Um, one of the things that I also want to encourage you with is this. When you uh, study religions, you have to guard your heart. You got to guard your heart and... And you've got to really like look at what you're researching, how you're researching it, the voices that you're allowing yourself to be influenced by. Because here's the thing about like when we just talk about religion as a whole, religion as a whole has become almost like a used car dealer lot. It's, it's like it's literally who can um, manipulate you the best who can say the words that are the most catchy, sing the best songs, um, and, and, and be as like current as possible. Um, and in fact, all religions, when you look at them, they're continually, for, for the most part, they're trying to shift. Why? To try and get as many people as they can. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I see this in all kinds of different religions, Okay. Um, I was in uh, I was in Salt Lake uh, there, and I was um, there connecting with some Mormons, and uh, and and I'm there talking to Mormons, and they were literally changing the age, they were lowering the age uh, for Mormons to go on missions. Uh, why were they doing that? They were they were hoping because uh, at you know their uh, faith, they were losing more younger uh, students to that religion, and so they were lowering the age with hopes of keeping them. Okay, so they were making decisions, they were making changes in hopes uh, to uh, keep more people in that religion and more people integrated uh, and get them in at an earlier age. So, so continually it's shifting around with the mindset of how can I get you into what I believe? And guys, when, it talks about, when we talk about Christianity too, guys, this is, this is also, that stuff bleeds into Christianity as well. Like, like a lot of times you're like, are you a, who are you? Are you a pastor? Are you a salesman? Right? Like, like, what are you, what are you trying to, it's almost like we're trying to manipulate you into the kingdom of God. Um, and, and so like, you just need to be able to see through some of those things. Uh, in first John four, one, I love this verse. And when we talk about how does Christianity differentiate itself? I want to start unpacking it with this. In first John four, one, it says, beloved, do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. 
Here's what I love about Christianity and what I love about the Bible and one of the things that attracted me to it when I studied other religions. It literally right there is, is inviting you to question and test it. It's, it's literally an invitation to test it. How many religions do that? Right? They want to do everything they can to keep you from testing it. And right away we see, listen, don't believe every spirit, but test it. Test what you're getting. Test where it's coming from. Test it to see it's of God or not because it says what? There's many false prophets. There's many people speaking different religions. There's many people speaking and saying this is from God because you guys, it's not just this religion versus this religion. When I talk about how does Christianity differentiate itself, honestly, I'm talking about how does Christianity differentiate itself from Christianity, Because under the umbrella of Christianity, you guys, you get all kinds of stuff. And if you question me, like, just do a church tour in Eugene, okay? You will will see all kinds of different things, ways of doing things. And it's not all bad, but you also will hear some things that will contradict what you hear somewhere else. And you got to ask, like, what is of God? What is right? What's not? And, And so this is really important. But I love that the Bible says, test it. Test what what I'm saying. Um, We have to also own, when we come into a space like this, we have to own our views, uh, own the reality that our views on religion are mostly based upon experiences and our own history. Okay, so you have to, you know, when I talked about um, relationships, one of the first things I said was you have to, you have to like unpack your history, your wounds, your hurts, as you think about like, giving yourself to this relationship. You got to deal with you. You guys, when it, when it comes to relationship or religion, you're essentially going all in, right? You're, you're, you're like, I'm going all in with this, you know, hopefully. And, and when you think about going all in, you guys, you've got to understand that there's some things that based upon your experiences, what you've seen, the headlines, you're taking that into your view of a religion, okay? For better or for worse, For me, I had a negative view towards Christianity because of how I was raised. I had certain uh, perceptions. I had views. I thought all pastors were perverts. Um, All this stuff because of what I had seen. Um, I thought, you know, I thought it was miserable. It looked miserable. All these things um, because of what I had seen. I, I, and, and so, you know, we have to unpack the reality that we all have unhealthy stuff in us that we have to try and, and figure out as we navigate through like a life-changing uh, decision. Um, like when you, when you think about just like I, the easy one is what? Hypocrites, man. I've seen so many hypocrites. I've seen, I've, you know, I, I've studied history, Steve. I, I studied the Crusades. Man, Crusades were awful. That was so not God. Uh, you think of like racism and things like that that are done or things that, that are, you know, you'll see um, God's name attached to things. And, and we'll, we'll literally, especially if, if we don't know anything, we'll be like, those are Christians. That's what Jesus is about. And it's tough because even more so now, I I feel like I have to unwind people's view of Christianity because they're taking what they're seeing, what they're hearing. And guys, it's always the loudest voices for whatever reason that we allow ourselves to be influenced by. And that is so backwards. Do not allow yourself to be influenced by the loudest voices. The loudest voices are usually the emptiest voices. 
okay? And, uh, and they're usually the minority, not the majority of people. Um, when, exploring, when exploring and comparing religions, one of the things that you have to ask for is this. I want, and this is my heart, I want proof and I want facts. Because for me, uh, growing up and seeing the power of manipulating people into doing what you want them to do, um, I am very aware of that. And when I feel like I'm being manipulated, I don't like fall into it. I'm like, get away. Like, it, it's quick. I'm like, nope, want nothing to do with that. And, and, and so you have to be able to um, identify uh, those things so that you can understand and study it uh, in a way that is analytical, okay? Uh, because when you uh, look at um, how, you know, different religions are, and people that represent those religions are going to try to get you to go all in, they are a lot of times going to go off of your feelings. They're going to, they're going to say, do you feel this way? Or, or, or create some kind of experience that can manipulate you, you to your ability to think so that you're moved into this experience, creating this environment uh, where you can go and, ex- and, and just feel spiritual in that. Those are some of the, the tools that we see. Um, but when you look and study history, there are certain religions that have, they have names of cities and places that we have no proof even ever existed, but people will still believe and choose to ignore that. The, like, like, I'll have conversations with people, and because I've studied different religions, I'll ask them questions. Now, I'm not the person on YouTube that's filming myself on social media arguing, okay? Like, that's stupid, all right? That's, that's not me. But what I always do is I just ask questions. Whenever I'm talking to someone from a different religion, I just start asking questions because I want to hear, and I genuinely care, how you arrived at what you believe. Uh, for many of you in this room that I've met with, I asked you questions. I didn't meet with you and be like, hey, you need to do this and this and this. I ask questions because I want to know how you arrived at where you're at because that's what's really important. Um, When you study uh, religions, you got to study who is the founding person. That's a big one, okay? Who is the founding person? What was that person's life like? Why is their teaching something I should base my entire life off of? Guys, there are, relig- there are many religions that base their faith off a particular person's life or teaching. And when you actually look at that person's life, you literally go, oh my goodness, that person was crazy. And, and it's like, no, that's the founder. You gotta be careful. Uh, when, I, you know, when I studied different religions and when, and when I came back to the Bible and studied Jesus's life, one of the things that was just amazing to me was how it stood out. And one of the things that's so incredible about Jesus' life, you guys, when you, when you read uh, the Gospels, is it was public. Okay, a lot of times you can trick people by like, um, in fact, a lot of you lie about things that nobody was there to witness. And you say it happened, or it kind of was like this, but no one was there. And it's really easy to, to say a lie. It's really hard to lie. Um, like if I said right now, hey guys, um, I dunked a basketball last night, and it was pretty amazing. Yeah, I know. Um, do you have video, Steve? No, I don't, but it was so awesome, okay? Um, that would be a lie. I didn't on a 10-foot hoop. Now, I got little hoops that I'm rolling on my kids, just bam. But, but on a 10-foot hoop, nope, that, that time has come and gone. But, um, but I do have a goal to dunk when I'm 40, so I have a goal. But, um, 
But if, if, you, if I said, hey guys, there's a hoop around the corner, let's all go, and then I dunk. Now there's none of you that'd be like, you, that didn't happen, because you all saw it. You guys, one of the things that's so awesome about the Bible, when you look at Jesus' life, is it wasn't this like thing that this small group, even when you talk about the 12, it wasn't just the 12. There were crowds of people coming, watching him, being moved by him. There was miracles happening that people that didn't believe in him were seeing. And it was all done publicly. And here's the other thing about it that's like so powerful to me when we talk about the Bible and we talk about even the stories in the Bible is this, you and I right now could go jump on an airplane and we could fly there and we could go to those same places and see some of the things that are still there. And, and, and like, that's, that's amazing. It's amazing that as they continue to dig things up, it continues to affirm what is being talked about here. To me, it's amazing how this religion, Christianity, um, it's more a relationship. But when we, when we talk about it, you guys, like, like and in the Bible and who wrote the writers of the Bible, you guys, it's not a bunch of people that were just like, oh, I just, man, I'm perfect. This happened. Like, like a lot of them were skeptics. A lot of them were skeptics. And here's the other thing that's, that's interesting. It doesn't hide flaws. Even the people that wrote it, it talks about their flaws. They're not like celebrated as this like untouchable, incredible thing. It highlights flaws. Um, it gives us the skeptics that were there. It showcases that. It tells us that there was a lot of people that listened to Jesus that chose not to believe in him. If I was starting a religion, I wouldn't put any of that in there. I just wouldn't. But we see it all throughout the Bible. And, and so when you look at just like history as a whole and, and you go, well, well, Steve, that's what the Bible says. Well, um, here's the other thing. Guys, it was witnessed by secular writers as well. Uh, when you look at Josephus, he was this famous Jewish historian and he talks about Jesus. He mentions John the Baptist. When you think about Tacitus, he was Rome's most important first century historian, could care nothing less about Christianity. And, and, and Tacitus, he writes about in, in the first century and talks about how Christianity after Jesus's crucifixion by Pontius Pilate, how it just took off, how people were moved by what they had seen and experienced. And like I said, archaeology keeps digging uh, things up that affirm what's happening. And then when you think about what's written about Jesus, you guys, this is really interesting. Biographies typically are written hundreds of years later. And with Jesus, after he ascended back up to heaven, that was written about just like literally a few years later. Okay. What we see in the Bible is in the New Testament, these... Uh, Peter and John are speaking to all these people. And one of the things that Peter says is, he's telling this crowd, you guys were there. You guys were there. And, and it's interesting because they respond not by saying, no, we weren't. That never happened. But it says that they're convicted and, and, and crowds, thousands of people own the fact that they put Jesus on the cross and they repent. Like that stuff doesn't just like happen. Um, and, and, and so we look at moments like that. Like, like let's talk about just the idea of God because different religions have totally different ideas of God. In fact, some remove God, some belittle God or some add gods, right? You guys, uh, when we think about just the point of being, uh, there, there's a God, like the universe continues to baffle and point to something bigger. Creation continues to speak to 
uh, creator because there's just there's like design. There's there's intelligent design uh, behind it. When you study how the earth works, the human body, guys, the human body is just it's insane. It's insane. Like like we're still like unwrapping. Like if you've read any of the recent stuff about that they're learning about our brains, it's like it's crazy the stuff that they're learning about our body and, and, and the design of it. And it's like, that doesn't just like, happen. It's like, no. You know, and the, well, we're getting, we're evolving like into this, like, into what? Man, our world is sucking it up right now. It's like, <laughs> like, you know, like we're not like getting better, you guys. Like we're getting crazier. <laughs> like, you know, so it's tough to then like play that argument. Um, but when we, when we look at just like the realities of, of that and, um, and even like, you know, I always say, man, science to me, it always points to God. And, uh, and I've had a lot of conversations with scientists and stuff. I love, I love interacting with science, science and science majors and stuff. Oh, I love it. Uh, and in fact, like four years ago, I did uh, I, a whole bunch of like science majors at U of O. They, they asked me to do a Bible study in this apartment. And I think it was the university, the district departments or something. Anybody live in that one? Never mind. Um, it's probably, like, that's not even a part. Oh, maybe they tore it down. I don't know. Anyway, and, and like, we, we literally had a room, like, an apartment full, packed out with dudes, and there's some girls too, going through the book of Genesis. They literally said, we want you to take us through the book of Genesis. And it was like nuts. Like people just kept coming and that they were inviting people that they, that people didn't know what they were being invited to, which was kind of weird. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a weird thing to walk into guys. Um, like that's weird. Okay. Like if you're, if you're like, oh, I'm a Christian, like, man, don't do that to people. That's, that's, there's no hope for them after that. Um, but, but when you look at those, those things, you guys, um, and you look at your conscience, like, it's really hard to deny a God. Like, where does your conscience come from, right? I mean, a lot of you saw the Capitol uh, get, like, like, just an insane thing. And it brought all these different emotions in you. And you had these, like, emotions of, like, horror and all this. And, and when you think about all the things, even this last year that you've seen, you don't, like, look at them all the same way. You don't. You're bothered differently by things. Uh, when you watch um, just these 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 horrible events take place. Um, you guys, we don't all view it the same way. In fact, it impacts us in different ways. And, and when you think about just where does moral authority come from for us, where does that sense that we all have, every single one of us has this sense of right and wrong. Where does that come from if there's no God? Like, like how? How in the world in the prison system is there literally like levels of wrong? that they operate by. Like, where does that come from? Okay, like, like you, gotta, you gotta ask those questions. Guys, why do you long for eternity, right? Like, why is nothing ever good enough? Nothing is ever good enough for you guys. Okay, like there, there really is. Um, and that, that goes across the board. Why are we obsessed with like, we achieve a goal? Guys, you achieve a goal and you celebrate it and guess what? It's not good enough anymore, right? Like, like something else. We, we, inside of all of us, there is a continual desire for more. 
Where does that come from? Why is that in you? Well, Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, He has made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. So we have this in us, and it's continuing to drive us, this desire that he put within us. It's an incredible thing. And if, it's, if it arrives at God, it's a great thing. You find that fulfillment. But um, we have to wrestle with those things. A huge, dividers, uh, a huge divider in religions is the fact that, um, for me, my God says he desires, and this is a huge one when you think about distinctives, he desires to have a relationship with me. That's huge. When you study religions, the reality that Christianity, that we worship a God that desires to have a relationship with me, that is big. That's very, very different. He wants to know me. He wants to know me. And, and even more important, more important, he wants me to be able to know him. He makes himself knowable to me. He makes his character, his nature, like knowable to me. He decided that. Um, when you think about like um, relationships that you have with people, it's only a relationship because the other person wants to have a relationship with you. Okay, none of you think you're in, well, maybe you do, are, are in a relationship, but the other person would say, we're not in a relationship. Um, like, like that just doesn't work, you know? It, it doesn't work. It's called a stalker, right? Like it just doesn't, that never pans out. It's, it, a relationship has to be two people. And when you think about Christianity and, and a relationship with God, that's possible because of him. When you think of other religions, it's not possible because that's not an invitation for you. Okay, because that's a disconnected God that they're worshiping. But when you think about a God who's literally like, like in God's word, like, like study, it says, show yourself approved. Uh, it, it, like, like investigate, test the spirit uh, to acknowledge, to see where it's coming from. And then ultimately it's like, I want you to know me and I want to know you. And what, is, what stands out so much about this, you guys, is um, the fact that he cares about me, he, he knows me. Um, and then what it says about us, with all of that being said, guys, the Bible says that I'm a sinner. I want you to think about that. Like now, this is not like the, hey, I want to build this incredible religion. Let's, you know, like why, why would you put that there? But the Bible says that every single one of us are sinners. It says that. And then, and then it talks about how my faith uh, separates itself, uh, like, and, 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 it, and it talks about how I am declared spiritually dead. Like, I'm a sinner. I'm declared spiritually dead. Um, I'm not right with God. It, it, it tells me I'm not okay. Like, like, it literally points out all these things that, that aren't okay with me. And, and I look at that. Um, whereas so many other religions say it's okay. Uh, you know, they don't say things like that. They encourage me. Um, but in Ephesians 2.1, it says, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins. In Colossians 2.13, and you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, just ignore that. God made alive together with them, having forgiven us all our trespasses. Guys, you're not hearing that and other stuff. You're just not. Like, it's a very uh, distinctive thing about the Bible, about God's word, about Christianity. And when you look at 
why that's, why that's so uh, powerful um, for me, that's what brought me to God is that the Bible actually speaks to where you're at, not where you need to be in order to have a relationship with him. That's a big one. So for me, it was on this beach, my, like just a wreck, and I read words like that, and I go, I get that. Like, that's how I, it's writing how I feel right now. Guys, a lot of you have done, I mean, you've done some stuff that you go, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. And that's how you felt. You felt what it's saying. For me, that was like, I, like, that's what I need. I, if I'm going to go all in with something, I want it to understand. I, w- I want to be able to like um, relate to it, connect with it. And, 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 and I just think it's so powerful that it would literally say the things you don't want to say, but you know you need to say, you know you need to receive. And it doesn't hide it. It doesn't sugarcoat it. It just owns it. And then in 1 uh, John 4, 9 and 10, it says, In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Guys, that is the verse you need to just like, if if you love Jesus, man, underline that, circle it, whatever. That's different than anything else you're gonna hear. Like nothing else. Guys, that's a grace that, that other religions can't touch, can't hope to achieve. It's insane. And this is love. Not that we have loved God. Guys, are you understanding that? Like he loved us so much, it differentiates itself that much to where in my sinful state, in that state of separation, in that state, Romans 5, 8 says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So, so in that s- state of separation between me and where I'm at and a perfect and holy God, he loved me that much to where he sent his one and only son to go pay that penalty. He, he came and he got you brought you out of that, and every other religion is going to say, you have to bring yourself to him. Like, do you understand that? Like, that's why everybody in different religions, when you like, like walk through it, that's why they're working so hard to achieve because essentially it's their salvation. If they don't do enough, that's why you see so many people, uh, they're just miserable in religion because they're trying so hard. And a lot of times they don't know how good, good enough is. And some religions, they don't, they won't ever know until they like stand before their deity and, and literally, and, and so they're working, they're trying to earn the salvation. And sometimes it's, it's a religious figure that's telling them that you got to do more. You got to give more. You got to be this. And what Christianity says is, yeah, you're there. God's here. God went and, and picked you up because he loved you so much. I don't know all your stories, but like I said, that's what I experienced. That was the most undeniable proof to me because I, I, I experienced it. It was like an encounter with God and, and it blew me away because in that moment, I knew I was unworthy. I was exactly what it says. I was unworthy of that. Man, there's, man, you're in college, you guys. I know you guys are doing some gnarly stuff. There's a lot of mornings you wake up and you're very aware from what you did the night before, you are unworthy of what he came and pulled you out of. 
You wake up and, and you're in a different religion. I'm telling you right now, you better work yourself up to that love. You better work yourself more. You better outdo whatever evil you just did and hope it's good enough. And, and that's a big uh, distinctive. But we also see that this faith is based off of Jesus living. Guys, a lot of other religions are based off of an individual's teaching. There is a huge difference between living and teaching. Okay? Um, I was working out uh, at a 24-hour fitness in San Diego, and um, this one of the trainers, they always had the red shirt on, he walks up, and he looks at me. Probably he was amazed. And then, um, just kidding, I'm wearing a mask. He's like, what if he's full of himself? But he goes, hey, uh, can I give you some pointers? And I look at him. Guys, this dude was not in shape, like at all. Okay, like, like he was like, I don't know. And he's, and he's like, he walks up to me. And at that time, I felt like I was in pretty good shape. He's like, hey, man, can I give you some pointers to like really help your body? And I'm like, I'm like looking at him. And I literally said, no, you can't. And guys, it was like, you're teaching you're trying to teach me something you're not living. I don't want that. I want Joe Schmo, who walks up on steroids, to come up and tell me <laughs> what I need to be doing, right? And if it's steroids, okay. Look, no, um, but like, you know what I mean? Like, like I want to see, like, I, guys, this is the worst thing. This is why I always challenge you guys. Man, if you're going to say it, if you're going to quote it, if you're going to put it out there, you got to live it because at the end of the day, what, what differentiates Jesus, Christianity from these other religions is it is based on a life. It's a life. It's not just teachings at all. Like, like there's so much more. It's he, he lived it out. Every, everybody, even the people that disagreed with him, that refused to believe in him, were continually amazed at how he lived. And so, and so you guys, like, like when you think about, um, and, and I'm telling you right now, test me in it, like study different religions. You, he will stand out like, like nothing you have ever seen. And what you will see throughout this book, when you read it through that lens, is you see Jesus modeling every single thing he teaches and he asks you and me to do. Literally, Jesus came to earth so that he could model how he was going to ask us to live. He was tempted in every way, it says. Why? So that he could relate, so that any temptation, any struggle you're going to go through, he's already been through it. He did all of that. He lived it, guys. That, that's huge. I, man, I, like I said, that was just an experience at the gym. There's so many experiences like that where people are going to come up to you, and, and, and what are you going to make a decision off of, right? You're going to do the same thing that I did. You're going to look at their life and go, well, why? Guys, when you study religion, I, I challenge you to do that. I challenge you to look at it and go, why? I challenge you to look. Is it, is it just based off of some things this guy said or he had a moment? Like Jesus' whole life was perfect and then he sacrificed everything. And then he tells us to sacrifice. Not only that, he conquers death. No other founder of a religion ever made such a claim. 
He resurrected himself. You could study other religions, see that he kind of stands out there. He called his own resurrection. Boom, winner. But the greatest difference between being a Jesus follower and every other religion and a cult is what we read. Uh, I'll read a couple of these verses. Acts 4.12. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. John 14.6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. He says, I am the only way. Jesus says, I am the only way to God. There it is. Like that is the ultimate distinctive, right? He's, he, he's saying, I am the only way. So no one, no one, it's not like you cannot, knowing that, you can't say, oh, we're all good. Like, yeah, you're in that religion, I'm in this religion. Oh, we're religion buddies. That's so cool. We're all passionate. You know, let's have a group. Like, it, do, it doesn't work, you guys. Like, it doesn't work because um, he, he claims exclusivity to God. He claims exclusivity to the way to God. Okay, so, so we can't like, we got to stop with this narrative like, oh, it's, it's cool, like you do this, you do that, and, and we'll all just kind of figure it out. I heard this great analogy of uh, these three blind men and an elephant, and, uh, and, and they bring these three blind men up to this elephant, and uh, this, I was listening to this philosopher talk about this, and, and he said, yeah, they put one blind guy, and he walked up, and, and he touched the elephant's ear, and, and they're like, what do you think it is? And he like felt it, and he's like, it's a massive fan of some kind. Someone else walked up, he was blind. Uh, they had him grab the tail and they're like, what is it? It's a huge rope. Uh, another person walked up, touched the elephant's leg and, and they're like, what is it? He's like, it's a tree, okay? And so literally all three of these individuals, they can't see and they're there and they're touching it. And, and literally there's this mindset of, oh, they all think it's something else, but they're all touching the elephant. And that's how a lot of us look at religion, right? It's like, oh, well, they do it this way. They do it that way and that. But you know what? It's all God, right? It's like, it's just a different name or yeah, maybe they added a few, but it's God and God's good and he's love. And so he's just gonna understand this. But the reality is this, like somebody that comes up to that and sees these three blind individuals doing that, does the person that can see just say, yeah, you're all right. Do they say that? Do they walk up and just be like, yeah, totally, it's a tree. You know, like, no. They go, hey, guys, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> it's an elephant. Like, it's an elephant, okay, just so you all know, right? Like, it's telling the truth. And so, you guys, when you look at, like, this whole mindset that I hear that it all works. In fact, my brother-in-law, if he's listening to this, I hope he's listening, he's, he says that. I've heard him say it. Now, he doesn't say it to me because he knows I do talks like this. But he'll say like, oh, it's okay, man. Like they believe this, you believe that and, and, and all that. And it's like, no, 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 it's not okay. And, and here's the thing, you guys, because Christianity gets an unfair shake on this. Other religions have their own exclusives as well. You need to hear that. Because a lot of times, just because it's cool to mock Christianity, we say, well, Christianity's intolerant. You guys, oh, 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 you study some of these other religions, your mind will be blown when you think of like intolerance. And I mean, and, and they, they are not just like, oh yeah, like you can do whatever in this religion. Like, no, here's just some examples. Like um, Muslims cannot tolerate disagreement with the Quran. Like you cannot. Buddhism doesn't accept the Hindu scriptures and the Hindu caste system. Hinduism does not accept views of life and, that do not include karma and reincarnation. And atheists 
They cannot accept any belief in God, right? So those are, those are clear distinctives. Those are intolerant claims that just, and, and those are a few. There's hundreds of religions, but those are just a few of the claims that they're like intolerant of, that they're not okay with, that anybody that's a part of what they believe, they say like, you can't be that, right? Jesus says, I am the way, I'm the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father, but through me, okay? That's what he's saying. Um, and, and so I believe that's true and I'm thankful that he's very clear about it. In Ephesians 2, 8, 9, it says this, for by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of your own doing. It's a gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. Guys, salvation based upon Christianity is a free gift. No other religion offers this. Every other religion is based upon your performance and your obedience. You earn your salvation. My faith says it's not because of me. It's because of Jesus. And, and here's the other thing you need to hear. Because there's a lot of different things under the umbrella of Christianity that have been really sneaky and good about saying that, but actually communicating that you have something to do with it. Or that you can actually start to earn more of God's love. Guys, if anybody says you can earn more of God's love, just like kick him out of your life. He can't love you more. Like, he can't love, he gave his son for you. Like, there's not like an, another like, oh, he's got another tear in there. Somebody told me. Like, no, he loves you the same. In fact, he loves any of you in this room that believe in him. He loves you just as much as he loves those of you right now that are like, I want nothing to do with this. He loves you all the same. And so there's nothing that you can do to earn more of that love. Like, like he loves every single one of us the same. And the danger that I hear is, is outside of Christianity, but even under the umbrella of Christianity is I see a lot of people calling this, uh, themselves Christians that are telling people, you have to do this and say this and God will love you more. You'll get more money, all these things. And we buy into that. And you know what that is communicating, guys? Whenever it's Jesus plus something I do, it's communicating that Jesus isn't enough. It's communicating that what he did on the cross when he said it is finished, it's actually saying, no, 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 you can get down. You didn't actually fully do it. That's what you're saying. You're literally saying that wasn't enough. I, I, I have to do this. Guys, that's when you look at the core of Christianity, um, it's Jesus does everything. And, and so that's like when you think about even like other things that you're going to hear um, said under the umbrella of Christianity, if it's anything you hear, Jesus plus this, it's wrong. And so, I, guys, I want to challenge you with that. I want to challenge you with those thoughts. Um, and ultimately, this, this, this thought here, I want to finish with this. My faith says that I have to die to myself. Guys, what other religion says that? You've got to die to yourself. An invitation to die to yourself. Jesus says, live like I did, right? He's the model, he's the example. What did he do? <laughs> he said, and what does he say? Pick up your what? Your cross and follow me. What was the cross? That was an instrument of death. He says, pick that up and follow me. And we're like, oh, cool, yeah, let's sing about it. yeah. Like, that's literally what we think. And, and like, it's an invitation to die. And I go, man, that's like nuts. And that's so like not the way to build a faith or religion, but because of the experience of what he's talking about. Guys, he's so worth it. And I know many of you, including myself, have learned what he's meant there. When I die to myself and come alive to him, it's transformation. 
and you're never the same. And you have clarity, you have drive, you have motivation, you have purpose, you have hope that supersedes anything that you could do or not do. And it's all motivated from this incredible, intense, and crazy love that found you when you were here and said, I want you to know me and understand me and have a relationship with me. And so he bridged the gap that you couldn't bridge yourself, okay? That's the invitation. And so I want you guys to consider that. Think about that. If you've never made a decision to make him Lord and Savior of your life, do that. If you have more questions about religions, hit me up after. We can talk about it. 